0: I think it's a good thing to be aligned in integrity. You know, when you have strong values and principles that guide you to keep your word, basically, yeah. Um, it's your, I know my integrity motivates me to do that. My integrity mo- motivates me to keep my word because that's my commitment to myself, is my own integrity. Yeah, that's the, only, that's the one person I'm living the longest with and the most intimate with is myself. I wanna be integral with myself. Body to this episode of following through on commitments in your relationships. And this is a solo cast. It's just me. And when you know that my podcasts are solo cast, it's when in the title, the first word is heart share and then the title. So this is heart share, following through on your commitments in your relationships, just want to plug that again. Cause some people, uh, they want to know if it's a solo cast. That way you can use me to fall asleep. You know that my voice is going to help you fall asleep. <laughs> I've been told that, and that's a great compliment. I like to bring peace in people's life. And before we get on to the solo cast, I want to thank a couple people, the new people that have donated to my podcast. It's important to me that you know that I really appreciate it. So I would like to thank Richard in Germany and Eddie in Australia and Jane in Florida and Elizabeth in Royal Oak, Michigan. <laughs> Royal Oak is really close to where I grew up in, in Oak Park, Michigan. So go Lions. There we go. Yeah, the city is humming with the football team, the Detroit Lions, bringing some spirit lifting some spirit to the people. You know, that's the beauty of sports. You know, we can say all kinds of stuff and judge sports in in different ways, but it uh, one of the beauties part about it is that it can really lift people's spirits. Mm -hmm. I like that. And let's see, if you want to know more about my practice, my therapy practice, and my coaching practice, you can go to my website, prepo.com oh i forgot i forgot to put in that if you did want to donate to my podcast after i said all those thank yous to people if you do want to donate to my podcast which it is greatly appreciated to be able to bring it to you with a really good sound and as professional as i can so a shout out to my sound producer matt thanks for helping me sound good brother Okay, let me get back to it. You can go to my website, prepo.com, and you can click on the podcast page. And there's another button to support the podcast with a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. Thank you very much, everybody. And I want to thank my Principessa, my wife, for our walk today. And I got to talk about some things that I want to talk about regard to this podcast and run some things by her. And it was really good because we had a a rougher walk yesterday (laughs) that we're in odds about some things. And some of it was, well, it wasn't odds. It was also just a hard conversation um, about in some way following through on some of these commitments. And yeah, one of the follow throughs or one of the commitments that I'm going to be focusing on is more, as my wife said, islands of time. Um, that's just us. And actually islands of time. That's not phone time that that, that the phone is not on the Island. And actually in general, more of a commitment to have more Island of free screen time, even We don't watch a lot of TV. We watch maybe a couple movies, two, three movies a week. And um, we could be doing some other things. Yeah, Uh, as a default, sometimes we go there. That's what my wife was telling me, that she misses me. She wants uh, more of our island time. So that was a wonderful conversation. Um, It feels good to be wanted in that way. We've been slacking on our walks, so it was really good to take one in the last couple of days. That's a a commitment of some good couple island time for us. We played some board games last night, the night before, so it's nice to just get a uh, refocus around priorities. What are your priorities? That's a big part of all of this for people, I think, is understanding our priorities. And I'll talk a little bit more about that around priorities. But I think what I want to start off is that around commitments, and and we can also exchange like agreements, you know, I'm not talking about so much, you know, the, the real broad commitment because, well, we could talk about it a little bit too, the broad commitments of people say, you know, that I will love you and I will take care of you and I will... Was it in sickness and in health? And that's an interesting one because I have I have many couples that one of the partners is concerned about the other partner's health, and uh, that partner is not taking care of themselves, and it really affects the relationship. You know, one part if we commit to be our, to be around, to be kind and loving, and Caring and giving and provide many things, like we gotta be healthy. And I think if we're not keeping that commitment to ourselves, it really affects the relationship, it really affects the other partner. It's not their responsibility to take care of our own health. But I also wanna focus on, you know, even some everyday commitments that we make in agreements with our partner, with people in our lives. Because that really, builds trust. It's plain and simple. You know, when you keep your word, if you say you're going to do something, then freaking do it. You know, whether it's taking out the trash or meeting your partner for dinner or attending their work events, follow through, man. Follow through is reliable and being reliable increases trust. You say what you're going to do. And I know there's times that Things get in the way that you have to shift and change. But um, don't let that be repetitive. If you have to cancel out, one, cancel out ahead of time as much as you can. Give a real heads up, especially if you know that it's going to be very disappointing to your partner or that person that you're, um, that you're changing that commitment, that you're not going to be able to make it. So I think that that's giving that time. I really like when people give me more, more heads up. I have a friend that, um, yeah, we've been disconnected for a few years. And one part of that for me has been his follow through. Like he just didn't follow through, even follow through of returning some texts or when we were going to get together. And in the past, when we would say that we're going to get together at the last moment, several times, several times, he, uh, he would cancel out. And, Fine, I, I understand that. I understand that things happen, or you don't feel for it. But that also took away my desire to to be with him uh, because I, d- I couldn't rely on it. I didn't know if we were going to make these plans, and it's not easy. It wasn't easy in my schedule. It wasn't easy in his schedule. It's not easy in most people's schedules. So um, when that's repetitive, I think it's good to look at that data. Yeah, when it's repetitive, it's it's good to look at that data because I have some couples that ask me, or you know, maybe that they're dating, or I have a client that's asking me, how do I know whether this person is going to be reliable uh, to be able to be more committed in this relationship? To me, there's one simple way that you could look at, it and hey, has this person followed through on their commitments when you're just dating? Like, what's their batting percentage? Uh, are most of the time are they following through on their commitments? If they're not, if there's a lot of times that they're not following through on their commitments, you've got data. <laughs> you take that data and know that it probably won't shift so much once you commit. <laughs> it's probably going to get exacerbated in the other way, and and it's going to be even more because there's going to be expectations about those commitments. So heed that. Heed the experience that you have of people following through with their commitments. And just don't hope that when you do make a commitment to each other in your relationship that you go deeper, that they are going to all of a sudden change and follow through on their commitments. That's not how how most people deal with that. Yeah. I think to get back to making your relationship a priority, I think that's so important. I did a podcast on that, a solo cast. So you can check that one out. Um, you got to be careful to, you know, don't consistently choose other commitments over promises to your partner. And I think balance is the key of that. Um, yeah. I, when I was finished talking with my wife on our walk, I was yesterday, yesterday's walk, not today's walk, and I was really feeling about, yeah, making more commitments to intentionally, um, you know, spend those islands of time, and because I, we spend time together, but it's it's been interrupted in the last months in different ways that I've let it creep in, and so I know I really want to change that. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, making making that decision after that walk was for me. I'm okay. What can I do right now to create an island of time? So I told my wife, hey, after dinner, let's play a board game. And we played a board game. I think a couple nights before, but it's really enjoyable. We like that when we're with each other. It's a un- uh, focused time. We get the banter. We enjoy. Um, we have some humor in it, and. So I also, this is a big one. So I also realized that the Detroit Lions that I talked about before, who haven't been, who haven't been in a playoff game in 32 years, was playing last night, and um, yeah, I didn't want to, re- I didn't want to go back on my commitment to playing the board game with my wife, and it was okay um, that I missed most of the game. It wasn't it, that was all on me. I didn't want to say to her, hey, let's start at this time so I can watch the game. I just didn't want to do that because I really wanted to step up in my commitment, really show myself my priority. I mean, that's just me. I've weaned myself over my expectations of watching sports. (laughs) To me, there's so many things in life that are incredibly important that overrides that now. But even though it was a special game. So anyway, I got to uh, do both. And I got to watch the second half, and I felt really good about giving focus time and the, as she says, the island of couple time. yeah yeah And so I think, um, you know I wanted to I wanted to respect her time um, and her anticipation of um, this shift and change after we talked, after we had a hard, conversation. I want to really show my efforts and and priorities. And I just think respecting each other's time is huge. Like even being punctual and present. And I've talked about my wife's challenges of being punctual on time. And that's just something we've been working through for many, many years. And she she is so improved in so, so many ways. I'm just different around that punctuality. And, um, yeah, but I think we, we really need to value our time. Cause I know that's an issue for other people about feeling if, um, you know, don't leave your partner waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, value their time. Yeah. Hmm. I also think compromising when needed, if you absolutely can't follow through, like I said before, communicate early and find a compromise. Like sometimes if, We have to renegotiate this commitment. Why not uh, find a compromise? Um, That there could be another um, thing that you can do together or different ways that you can follow through uh, in different ways on that commitment. Compromising is is wonderful. It is not a dirty word, people. Doesn't mean that you're a a doormat. Um, My wife and I did a podcast on compromise, and I think that's one of the beautiful essence of a relationship when you can compromise and compromise by not begrudgingly compromise just like begrudgingly make a commitment here we go this one's big so many people make these commitments i'll pick up the kids or yes i'll make sure that i buy this at the, at the store those even small commitments but other commitments about you know making a date day and and so forth and I think some people just make the commitment with kind of like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Maybe they have great intentions of doing it, but a lot of times they don't. They don't just follow through. And I don't think themselves, because I know sometimes, um, I can't think of off the top of my head right now of a commitment that I just, oh, maybe around the phone. There we go. (laughs) Even though I want to be less uh, around my phone, even when the phone is like, Two feet from my hand, and I'm not on it. I want to be away from it. I love doing research. And when I'm working all day and I'm with clients, there's things I got to do afterwards. Look, look at me, I'm making excuses about being on the phone. I'm explaining myself things that I would need to do return emails and things I want to look up and research because I love researching. Yeah, all of that stuff. Just get the freaking phone away, people. So that's a that's a commitment that I've made before, um, not flippantly, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to make a different, I'm going to follow through differently uh, on this. I've been thinking about a lot. I want to do a podcast on how the phone and, you know, just encroaches on our relationship, but man, I got to be like, you know, that story with Gandhi about, you know, when the kid that his mother, uh, takes his child that, Teeth are rotten," to Mahatma Gandhi, and say, "Gandhi, please tell my son to stop. You know, eating all the sugar that his teeth are all getting rotten." And Gandhi said, "Bring him back in a couple of weeks." They come back, and he says, Gandhi says to the child, "Don't eat sugar." And the mother said, "Why didn't you tell him a couple of weeks ago?" And Gandhi said, "Because a couple of weeks ago I was eating sugar." That whole example thing. And uh, I love that story, even though many of you have probably heard it. It's good to hear it again, right? And so for me, a lot of it is by example, doing what does I say. So since I haven't done a podcast on how a phone encroaches, because I'm not so good, I, I want to be able to give people like tools and tips that I follow through. On. <laughs> uh So when I get that down, I'll I'll do a podcast with that. So I I did apologize um, to my wife about not following through and failing in some of those ways. And I think that's a really good thing to do. When you don't follow through, when you do fail, sincere apologies, you know? And sure, the person might on the other end think, yeah, you know, you've been telling me this over and over and over again. If you really feel apologetic, be apologetic and just, you know, tell the person how hard this is to change, it is. Or you gotta find what the blockages are and what's unconsciously you're resisting. I think that's a big one too. What are we unconsciously resisting um, that we aren't following through? There's a lot of things around that that I'll talk about too. Um, but here's some logistics too, that is coming t- to me that I talked to my wife about, like not over committing, like only making commitments that, you know, that you can reasonably keep. I think that's really good to do, you know, not to say yes to everything. Sure. We want to do all these things and it's really exciting, but we really know, got to know our capabilities and we really got to know when we need downtime when we need to recharge, self-care is so important. And I think that's making a commitment to ourselves. That's really important. Am I following through on taking care of myself? Because when I take care of myself, I can really take care of the relationship really well. And I really do believe that when we do take care of ourselves and our commitments and follow through on, on those to ourselves, that we're gonna be more apt to do that in our relationships outside of ourself. So that's a big one. Cause I know when I'm following through uh, commitments to myself more and more, I'm more uh, focused and able to do that to others. So gotta watch about over committing. It's a big one. You gotta know what your limit is. You gotta know when your cup is full. I think what's also challenging around that is and not that we think that we're going to disappoint somebody else when we're not committing to certain things. And that may be true. I think a lot of people overcommit because they don't want to hurt the other person. But I know if I'm not showing up or if I'm begrudgingly going to these overcommitments, I'm not doing that person any good. They'll probably be disappointed by just not um, not really fully seeing me because I don't wanna put on a mask just to be there or just to go through it just because I made a commitment. It's a challenging one. I know there's obligations of commitment, but when you make a commitment, even if maybe you don't want to do that, it's the underlying aspect of the value of the commitment. You're doing it for to create safety and trust to provide to other people in your life. That's important. Yeah, that's a it's a challenge to be really honest with yourself of when you got a mask on that you're just committing to follow through and then you don't even know yourself anymore. You're just committing to all these things that you don't want to do. Isn't that right? <laughs> Somebody out there say, That's my life, Bible. Yeah, don't do that. Don't 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 spend the majority of your time committing things that you don't wanna do, that you're not engaged in getting growth and learning and and giving and receiving beautiful things and growth and and understandings. You know, even when it's hard and through adversity, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, moving through adversity, you know? uh, I think that when you think about doing things that were hard in retrospect, We feel good at times about ourselves that we move through the adversity. But I think we got to really know that balance. What is that balance that most of the things I'm doing are out of obligation or a lot of things I'm doing because I'm aligned and connected and that's part of my integrity. Yeah. Hey, you know, I want to go back to that one about taking care of your health, you know, the commitment of taking care of ourselves um, and even taking care of a partner. Uh, in some way of health, because my wife and I, we were talking on our walk today that she shared something with me that her father had a really hard time committing to uh, not smoking uh, pipes. He smoked pipes all his life and then he tried quitting on and off. But a big reason was that my mother-in-law had asthma and she asked him over and over, to not smoke and i know he loved her he adored her cared about you about her but his addiction to smoking that pipe um was in some way more of a priority than um his wife's health and i know many of you will, will talk about the addiction and and um and how hard uh that it is to have this rational thinking about taking care of somebody else and our addiction getting in the way. Uh, but that's part of working on on your addiction, <laughs> seeing all that. And yeah, that really saddened me that, uh, cause I know how much my mother-in-law coughed and how her asthma was really bothering her. And uh, he still smoked his pipe around her, even at times if it was outside or, um, there were times, many times that he was inside and, um, yeah. And also get this, he died of, uh, esophageal cancer, cancer. So in some way, um, he ended up killing himself in that way with that, with that pipe addiction and he couldn't stop to save himself in some way. And also the detriment to my mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I just wanted to share that with, uh, about some of these are important commitments to follow through, that other people are really involved and influenced by us. Yeah, I was also thinking about talking about some common reasons why people may fail to follow through on their commitments, like poor planning. (laughs) They make commitments without thinking it through, if they realistically have the time, the resources, the presence, the focus, the capability to fulfill them. So better planning could prevent over-promising. And I think that's really important. You gotta be organized orga- organized around your planning. I keep a planning app, you know, to-do lists, of when, what I need to do, when to do them. And sure, I can change them and move around, but man, that, that, that helps me. Uh, plan and follow through on my commitments. Yeah, And I really think that we need to realistically, again, look at, do I have the energy? Do I have the resources? Do I have the time? I don't like when people make a commitment to me and they squeeze me in when I think they're giving me more time. Even on the phone, talking to somebody, I say, you know, okay, I, I only got five minutes. And I thought we were gonna like share a longer conversation um, because they didn't plan their day so good. <laughs> yeah. So what else? Um, forgetfulness. Yeah. People simply forget about their commitments. That's why I do that to do, um, list planner on my phone. That's where I spend a lot of my time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a lack of reminder. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, in this day and age, we need those tools. It really helps a lot. So, How about laziness? I think laziness is one. Some people don't follow through because they don't feel like putting in the effort when the time comes. And procrastination factors in that. So that's a big one to really work on of why are we feeling low energy and, and uh, you just don't feel like putting the time and effort into it? Is it because you committed to something that you don't want? Is it that you're not feeling confident about yourself? Uh, energetic? That you really don't really like the people that you're committing to, so you don't want to spend time with them? Yeah, we can get lazy in that way. I think we need to watch our overwhelm. Yeah. Uh, that's part of, you know, the poor planning. Taking on too many commitments um, leads being able to, of course, fulfill them all. Um, poor boundary setting is often at play. Then, yeah, around being able to say no. I've got a couple good podcasts on setting boundaries, and a lot of it is around saying no and really putting saying what you really want and what you can um commit to. I mean that's a real good thing to know what you're able to and say I can't be here for uh an hour but I can be here for 30 minutes and you know that you're making the commitment or you know even even a commitment I will commit to listening through your complaints um if you don't raise your voice you know through a litany of complaints um yeah Cause some people yell out the complaints that really come hard and criticism. So a boundary could be, I'm willing to listen to your complaints um, without yelling and the anger being spewed on me. Cause I think that that's a way of keeping safety in the relationship. Yeah, following through on those uh, uh, commitments about uh, being a good listener and having a good conversation and working through conflict. So that's all about following through on, on your commitments to do that. I think some um, things that get in the way of follow through is, uh, yeah, disrespect. Yeah, people dismiss commitments as unimportant at times. And of course, this conveys disrespect and also lack of integrity. hmm Some people have fear of commitment, period. Like commitment phobia causes some to self-sabotage and find excuses to avoid following through. Yeah. And some things that do interfere, if you have a lot of drama and, and things come up in your life that's really challenging to handle. Life changes, major life events, like new job, moving, illness, um, challenge, divorce in your relationship, hard parenting issues—they can understandably interfere with your intentions. Yeah, but I think the key is self-awareness to identify the personal reasons why um why you you're not following through. It can really help um, mitigate those causes and improve uh, your commitment keeping. To really look at. The, that awareness of what what, what are the reasons why I'm having trouble following through on my commitments? Where are my blind spots? What's my unconscious motivation? Yeah, like people pleasing, that might be a big one. Hmm, I also wanted to just mention some characteristics that I think people who reliable follow through, reliably follow through on their commitments because I want you to think about, are you aligned with those characteristics? And if you're not, then get fucking aligned with them. (laughs) I think it's a good thing to be aligned in integrity. You know, when you have strong values and principles that guide you to keep your word, basically, yeah. Um, It's your, I know my integrity motivates me to do that. My integrity motivates me to keep my word. Cause that's my commitment to myself is my own integrity. Yeah, that's the, only, that's the one person that I'm living the longest with and the most intimate with is myself. I want to be integral with myself. I think also a good characteristic is discipline. Yeah. When you have self-discipline and you don't allow laziness or distractions or procrastination to prevent follow through. Yeah, I know that's a, a real challenge for people—distractions and procrastinations. Um, so work on discipline towards that. Yeah, it's it's a practice. It's a step-by-step practice around discipline. Yeah, I know that there's times I made commitments of meditating every day or exercising every day, stretching every day. Um, I do have good discipline around self-care, but there's times where uh, I got to say some days instead of every day. And uh, yeah, and I just noticed the difference on the days that I don't do it and uh, the days that I that I do. So be careful of, of uh, beating yourself up also around not making the commitments. Beating yourself up doesn't really help a lot. You can feel guilty to springboard, to change your behavior, to do something different, but don't wallow in it because... Uh, it's going to be hard for you to change th- that motivation to, to change the behavior. I can, yeah, people to me that are more organized, um, when they have their own task lists and calendars and reminders, yeah, it helps them execute. I see that people that are similar to me <laughs> in that way. Yeah. There's more uh follow through on that, and which creates good safety and trust for me. Yeah, I talked about this word again and again around prioritization, prioritizing. Um, that's a really good quality to have when you know how to prioritize the most important commitments and say no to things that conflict. One of the biggest priorities in my life have been boys days with my son ever since he was born. Me and him. Boys day. That's what we called it. And we used to do it once a week, uh, if not more at times when he was really small. But um, and we have boys vacations. And I do not mess up on that prioritizing of those boys days. I want to have boys days until I die. And uh, I enjoy them so much. So to me, um, I have I know how big and important that priority is to me to to have that. I don't let a lot of things at all get in the way. I will work even like if I need to do something on a boy's day, I'll wake up extra early, I'll do it the night before. Uh, I want a lot of presents on our boys' day. Yeah. So that also gets into time management, right? About budgeting your time, not overscheduling yourself beyond your capacity. So you can be present with following through on your commitments. Hmm, what else? I think I think another characteristic is around accountability. Yeah, people that hold themselves accountable have a support system that holds them accountable. They're gonna be apt to follow through more. Um progress tracking, I think, is a good one. I I thought about that, you know, like breaking down goals and into steps. And uh, when you track your progress, especially like in your relationship, you can track your progress of how connected you feel and and how uh, you're having more intimate conversations by making a priority to probably be with each other and to have those conversations. So you can definitely track progress. I think people in, in their relationships, when they follow through on um, being with each other and spending time, they're gonna see a positive Uh, Progress. Mm, Having self awareness, you know, knowing your own abilities and limitations can help you avoid over promising. That's a big one. Self awareness. Good communication. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if you need to uh, renegotiate, you know, you can do that. Proactively communicate it. Um, Don't be don't be scared, you know, sure, okay, you're scared, but move through if you do have to shift and change a commitment. Um, and without defending and, and and explaining, you can just really say, this is really important to me that, that we do spend time together. I'm sorry, I messed up on my schedule and I really have to do this other thing, um, but I wanna reschedule uh, getting together with you. Can we um, go take a walk tomorrow at four? you know, renegotiating in communication and instead of just being kind of like, you know, this yes person, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. That's a lot of people's communication around commitments. What do you want from me? I said I was going to do it and I I just couldn't do it. You know, things came up. (laughs) Yeah. So getting your communication in line and, and, you know, that's, that's a good characteristic to have. Um, that will enable you to follow through on commitments. Hmm. How about a podcast I did a few weeks back on humility? Uh, I know that's a big one for me that I own up to and I learn from many commitment failures, just like that walk that I was having with my wife around uh, our time together, around phone time. Yeah, to have also humility around be humble, humble with grace. Yeah. Yeah, there was some grace on New Year's Eve. I remember that I had a really, really good inward day, uh, New Year's Eve day. And my wife was planning on going to a New Year's Eve party at Earth Haven, a community next to us. And it was gonna be a uh, sweet community, uh, New Year's Eve party and I told her early on I'm not too sure if I was gonna go I didn't know how I was feeling because I was so inward and So I didn't want to overextend myself or overpromise. I was really true to myself and and She was fine with it and she her commitment was she wanted to go and she wanted to dance and uh, she did that and she came home around 10 o'clock and what just spurred me from my inward journey that, that day was to really make a commitment to myself that I wanted more and more positive songs in my life. And as you know, like I I sing songs on on my podcast or verses of songs that I think are meaningful and positive. And um, I do take uh, care to choose the, the right song for how I'm feeling when I send it, which by the way, you can listen, you can check out my show notes, prepose podcast songs. So the song verses that I've seen in previous podcasts, you can hear the original artists sing them. So I wanna make sure that you know that. But I was putting together a positive song playlist and it was wonderful. I spent hours listening to positive songs. I want that vibration in my body. And I think it was a really good thing to do on New Year's Eve is commitment to myself for the new year of more joy and more resonance of, uh, yeah, positiveness and, uh, and joy and, and then laughter, yeah. So, So my wife came home around 10 and she was listening to me you know all these songs that she came in the house and i was already singing the songs and uh and i found a new artist uh her name is holly i think i'm saying right kluge k-l-u-g-e and i've been singing the song i play it every day <laughs> i play it in the morning uh and it's in my in my mind and And in my head, in my heart. So don't forget the little things in life that make you happy. Yeah. Mm. Don't forget the little things in life that make you smile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cast your cares aside and think about the things that make you smile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, I want more of that. I want more of that in my head. Yeah. So that's a commitment to myself. And the other commitment that I'm saying here on the podcast that is an important one for me is I commit to doing more podcast topics on parenting. Yeah, I talked about that with my wife and she was looking at me and say, you know, you only have a few and it's really important. Because the reason why it's important is, I've told this story before, but I want other people to hear it that haven't. Uh, The reason why I started my podcast was six years ago, my son was asking me, he's a huge podcast fan, started when he was like 13, 14 listening to Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, Kyle Kingsbury, these guys that really helped bring his awareness to a, another level. It was wonderful watching his growth when he would listen to his podcasts. And he would say, hey, dad, you should do a podcast. And I remember thinking, man, I'm not going to do no fucking podcast. Are you kidding? And he's like, come on, dad, you need to do a podcast. You got a great voice and you got a lot of things to say like about relationships and stuff. and And it started working in me that year, because that was the year uh, that he moved to Europe. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, if I I would love if I could actually hear my father, my grandfather's thoughts on a topic that they were really passionate about, like uh, to leave this kind of legacy to me. It would be wonderful to listen to that and i thought wow that's what i can do is i can pass on my experience and feelings and knowledge around relationships as a legacy to my son and uh his family and that was the essence of me doing this podcast and so i started it um the year that he moved um I think the year after he moved to Europe because I wanted him to hear me every week. He could could hear me if he chose to. I know he was doing it for a little bit, but there's a lot of other podcasts out there. But anyway, at least he'll have the whole archive. He can listen to it when he's older also and when he's a parent. And yeah, and it's so that those parenting podcasts, I want to leave that legacy to my son uh, so that he can hear it more in depth, even though I exchange it and we talk about it and you can hear it in this capacity through a podcast. So that's my commitment to follow through in the months to come around more parenting podcasts. Okay, everybody. Well, that's I think what I got because I'm getting a little hungry. I can smell some of the food that my wife is cooking and I want to spend some island time with her. But I am going to... I wanna leave you with a couple questions I think that are important around this topic. I think it's important that you identify uh, commitments that you're repeatedly, repeatedly not keeping because that's an important one if you're repetitively not keeping it. So identify that and identify a commitment that's a unique commitment, something special that you are keeping. Not just that you're exercising or whatever, a commitment, but something uniquely yourself that you are committed to keeping and that you're doing it. And if you're not doing it, then you can still make that commitment that you want to do it. Okay, everybody. So that's what I got for you. And I'm wishing you all that your moments are. Mm, more grounded more peaceful more lots of love in your life your own love and love around you i really wish that for everybody that we yeah that we feel more of that joy and love and connection even if it's just moment by moment that's how it's built and hope that you be very kind to yourself yep so that you can be kind to others Okay, everybody, I hope you make yourselves a beautiful, beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Seplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.